Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Grave podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane James. Well, hello, lovely listeners. We are back and feeling electrically charged. <laughs> Bit of ambridge there. We're full of beans, COVID and carrots. Oh, that's the Jasper kind, not the edible kind. Do you see what I did there? Ah, here, here, you say. But can you? In noisy hostelries, we talk aging ears, hot tubs and hot mess. Dorothy drops in to say hello, Janie opens her big barn door, and Sunny dusts her nooks and crannies. <laughs> but first, a word from one of our sponsors. Are you ready to cast off those dull old blacks and greys and embrace colour? Kettlewell sells high-quality wardrobe essentials in more than 300 colours. From everyday basics to jackets, skirts, dresses and scarves, each Kettlewell style comes in a range of colours in four seasonal palettes, so you can choose the exact shade for your skin tone. And when you wear your perfect shade, your skin looks fresh, glowing and youthful. We're ready to embrace the rainbow. Are you? Visit Kettlewell at www.kettlewellcolors.co.uk Well, hello, Janie. We're back after quite a long time away, actually, from these microphones. And a lot has happened in the world um, and in the arches. Um, uh, One of the things is that I've had COVID and you've been to Portugal. I have. I think think I've got the better end of the deal there, Sonny. I think think you definitely did. You definitely did. I mean, I have to say, um, you know, I'm still recovering from COVID. And I'm sure many listeners out there have been in the same situation as me. You know, you you suddenly start to, to actually appear to be negative but you're still feeling pretty rubbish and anything that I do um you know even if I do the washing up or something like that or anything you know I suddenly feel tired again and um it's a very weird thing but I gather it's a symptom or can be a symptom of COVID just pray I haven't got long COVID oh I hope not love because it has lingered for you you know you've been feeling rubbish for a couple of weeks now haven't you Mm, it's 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 you know you think you feel better and then suddenly as I say you'll do something you think oh my goodness or wake up in the morning feeling a bit sort of heady and a bit nasally and you know and all that but um yeah it was a horrid thing it was very flu-like uh but worse I would say um but um yeah I was very surprised when it happened quite it's the first time you've had it isn't it it is the first probably probably as you say probably because I have had various um bugs over Mm. the last couple of years some of which did appear to be like flu and, and I'm not being very nice. And I've been surprised when I have done a COVID test to discover it wasn't COVID, if you know yeah. what I mean. So, um, yeah, but but I gather sometimes you can have it and it doesn't show up and it's all sorts of stuff, isn't there? I think that's true. I mean, as far as I know, you know, we haven't had it. I think we're the only people in the world who haven't had it. But on the other hand, we did spend quite a lot of time sort of sequestered at home and not going anywhere. Yeah. And we're still not going out and doing we're going out and do more. I've been to Portugal because I've been on an aeroplane. I know. So tell us about that because, oh you know, that is that is quite something, Janie, that you've what done is, that. It, do you know what? <clears throat> it was a long weekend in Lisbon and it felt like a trip down the Amazon because it's just so long since I've been anywhere. I used yeah. to, you know, used to just hop on an East Jet flight and think nothing of it, listeners. But blimey, O'Reilly. Um, yeah, it was, it all seemed terribly, terribly stressful. And then I went with a, went with a chum. She was feeling much the same. But when we got to the airport, thank God, we sort of remembered. We bumbled through it all and remembered how it worked. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's lovely to go and be somewhere different. It was absolutely delightful. 
what, yeah. what, what, what happened at the airport? I mean, you know, is it, is it very different now at the airport? Are there are, are more strenuous sort of, you know, check-ins and things like that? Um, well, I think there's... It's always different, isn't it, in every ruddy airport. Some of them want you to take your shoes off. Some of them want you to take your coat off. Some of them want you to take your jacket off. Some of them want you to take your top off. But they're the ones that we don't really go to. Um, yeah, it's... I don't really know how different it was because every airport is different. But there was... Of course, it's my first time going through the not a European person um, queue. Were there lots of queues? We were really lucky when we got to Lisbon because there was a nothing great queue for non-EU people. But um, the, the very nice chap at Lisbon looked at us, so we looked very elderly and a bit out of it, and waved us through the EU line. So uh, grey hair helps, I think. Grey hair helps. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was very, very lucky to be able to get away. And like I said, much, much the better deal of it. And of course, lots happened in the arches, hasn't um, it? Yes, a lot has happened in the arches, hasn't it, over the last few months? I suppose mainly um, the death of Jennifer, which has had oh. huge ripple effects uh, uh, in the community, particularly to the family, of course. Yeah. Um, people falling out with each other. I mean, <clears throat> Lillian, of course, fell out with Tony, Tony, brother Tony. They have now maybe been able to resolve um, the issues and I think probably would have brought them closer together. But I mean, certainly Jennifer's children have been falling <gasps> out left, right and centre. Yeah, me. It's, mm. it's all been a big kerfuffle, hasn't it? But I, th I think it's interesting because it, you know, when someone who's part of a community dies, it, it does affect people other than the family. Mm. And, you know, we've lost people who are close to us that aren't family, haven't we, Sonny? Mm. And it's, it's hit us hugely hard and, mm. and hit many other people very, very hard as well. So I think that's been interesting. And mm. yeah, the, the way that the, that the children have been behaving is very weird. And Brian has the air of a man who's, a bit on the edge. What I love, mm. what I've loved about it is Susan giving him a jolly good telling off. I enjoyed yes. that. Yes, and I think I enjoyed as well the coming together of Susan with Alice. Um, yeah. Because I suppose there was a lovely scene between them um, where Susan really, it was a lovely, warm, caring scene. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is now a development within that relationship because Jenny having gone in a way, Susan, although, of course, you know, Alice and Christopher are estranged, she's still very much um, the mother-in-law. And it's almost yeah. like, you know, it was, it was lovely and a, a warm scene for them. Um, and I, I think it's inter interesting with Alice as well. She's sort of beginning to become the little matriarch of the family as well, it seems, you know, she in her is. relationship with Rory and Adam and um, and even Kate to a certain extent. Um, but no, it's been quite interesting, hasn't it, with Brian, um, the route that he's gone down, have, wanting to just get rid of everything that was yeah. to do, not, not in his heart, but the, the actual physical trappings. Mm. Um, and everybody does respond differently, don't they? You know... When somebody th passes on, dies. I think they do. I think they do. And um, But it seems a bit soon to be moving house, I must say. I know. I know. I know. Um, but, of course, the Willows was never really a place to... That They weren't that happy there, um, no, uh, they actually. No, like did they? They didn't, they didn't really like that. But um, And, of course, generally, uh, the public who listened to the Archers, I think, were really shocked by the passing yeah. you know I was getting lots of texts from people saying I had to I had to I was listening to the radio I had to pull up by the side of the road I was in shock you know about what happened um well it's been like a big time for that family in the arches hasn't it with Peggy going 
Ooh. and now Jennifer going as well. Um, I mean, Peggy's still around, but she's no longer, she's spoken of, but no longer heard. Mm. And mm. that that would have been an awful thing for June Spencer to have had to do had she still been in it, mm. I think. Mm. Been very, very challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah, big, big, big changes in Ambridge. Big changes. And then, of course, we've also got at the other extreme, all the business with the with, with the electric um, motor cars oh and all God. this business about the, where the electric station is going to be and Jim going ballistic and, and you know, what issues happening at Brookfield and, you know, staging a sit-in almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then apologising 20 minutes later. It does yeah. all seem very strange, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can't... I'm not entirely sure what his objection is to electric well, cars being charged in the village. Yes, I think it's it's. I think, as my understanding is, it's less to do with the electric char charge where where it's the position of where it's going to be. I think if he thought it was on the outskirts of the village, I think he would have been happy with that. I think he feels that we're going to get loads of cars coming in. That's my understanding well, of it. Coming as in if, and out of Ambridge. So. As if, because nobody can find bloody Ambridge on a map. So <laughs> I doubt very much if Ambridge is going to be taken over by millions of tourists. And if it were then a lot of people would be very happy, wouldn't they? I mean, Kenton would be delighted Absolutely. to get lots of people with who can afford electric cars having to wait for an hour or so Absolutely. while the car charges and Absolutely. having a drink and a meal at the Bulls. So. Indeed, and the village shop, you know, you get, you get a few shop. more passers-by when you're the village shop and, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, Low Loxley, the hall, and yes, B&Bs, of course, the B&Bs now happening, isn't it, at Brookfield? That, that, that's right. um, Ben's baby, isn't it? Well, Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And good old Ben is now um, working at the Laurels, isn't he? He is, as as a nurse, as always a care assistant there. Yeah, we, we've had quite a few scenes there, haven't we? And, um, uh, of course, yeah, so that's all uh, good Jasper Carrot there, haven't we now, playing Sykesy, the farmer Sykesy. Jasper Carrot. Yes, yes. I wonder how he's getting on with Christine Barford. I wonder... Uh, well, and, and indeed, you know, how, how is he uh, getting on with Peggy? Yeah. Because, well? of well, course. I, you yes. Know. I, I can't, well, I don't know. I can't imagine that she'd be a fan of him playing the guitar. No, I don't think so. singing bawdy songs. I don't think so. But perhaps Sykesy doesn't do that. Perhaps that's just Jasper Carrot. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by MTL Associates. Would you like a website but don't know where to start? Could your business do with that bit extra? It's less than you think. MTL Associates produces websites for people like you. They'll agree a fixed price for their work, starting from £50 for a five-page website using one of their templates. And after that, it can be as little as £14 a month. MTL Associates. It's you, but online. We were thinking about what we wanted to do with this series of the podcast. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was to introduce you to Dorothy. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, um, the thing about Dorothy is she's a character um, that Janie dreamt up for me some, some time ago now, and she turned it into a one-woman show that we toured actually very successfully, uh, blowing, blowing our trumpet here. But yeah. uh, over the years, we, we have toured it successfully, haven't we, Janie? Yeah, very much so. And... The idea behind it is that Dorothy is Sonny Orman's aunt and she's not at all impressed with the type of character that Sonny's playing in The Archers. 
That's right. And she has very forthright views on everything uh, from, well, delicatessens to maybe dog mess, dog poo, isn't she, really? She does. She does. So, so we imagined what would happen if Dorothy had her very own podcast. And we'll be bringing you highlights from her shows. And here's a clip from her very first podcast introducing her show, Dot, Dot, Dot. Well, hello, listeners. Dorothy here, and welcome to my podcast. Now, it's aimed at the discerning listener, so if you keep your spare toilet rolls under a knitted doll, this is the place for you. Now, my old chum Monica's in charge of the technical stuff. Uh, Between you and me, listeners, this may prove to be a bit of a mistake, as she has enough trouble with the dimmer switch in the lounge. Her granddaughter, Gemma's written out the instructions, but if Monica looks through the wrong bit of her very focus, we may suddenly go off air. Now, I am broadcasting to you from my flat in Beechcroft, which is a retirement home in Knutsford. It's uh, supposed to be warden-controlled, but the warden can't control a drinking, let alone anything else. Do you know, it took three of them to drag her home across the car park on New Year's Eve, and she scraped her knees very badly on the gravel. (laughs) Now, as you can tell, broadcasting comes naturally to me, and I do have connections in the media, what with my niece Sonny being Lillian Bellamy in the Archers. I've... um, I've had a certain amount of ribbing over the years about my niece, the actress, and when are we going to see her on the telly? She gets very huffy when you ask her that. Well, didn't you see me on Inspector Morse? She says. Well, no, she was in a body bag. Well, it doesn't do to say so. She's uh, she's done theatre, but none of it's suitable for respectable folk. So, when I heard she got the part of Lillian in The Archers, I thought, thank God for something tasteful at last. Now, I know radio is not the same as telly, but The Archers is a proper programme, if you know what I mean. And let's face it, Lillian was a real lady. None of the Susan Carters about her. Married to the squire, respectably widowed, roadside saddle, that sort of thing. Well, God knows what was supposed to have happened in the Channel Islands, but gone was the elegant, refined Lillian, and in her place was a, was a, a man-eating, gin-swilling loudmouth. I can see why they cast my niece. There's not a lot of acting involved. Oh, and when she did that Lillian laugh, oh, coarse and common, well, I was a laughing stock. I couldn't set foot in Morrison's for weeks. Now, listeners, what has happened to Ambridge these days? It's all hot tubs and depravity. I miss the real heartwarming stories like TB and swine flu. Still, compared to the rest of Radio 4, it's a haven of respectability. Gone are the days when you could get a recipe for pancake batter off woman's hour. Do you know? I tuned into something on waxing the other day, thinking I'd pick up some tips on how to bring a shine to my sideboard. Well, let's just say that's not somewhere I've ever needed to flick a yellow duster. (laughs) 
Ooh, and cut. I think Dorothy's rather taken to podcasting, don't you? Yeah, I think she has. She doesn't hold back, does she, our Dorothy? You know, she's straight in there. And there's going to be more from her very soon, isn't there, Janie? Uh, there is, there is. Um, whenever it's just you and me chatting, there'll Absolutely. be some Dorothy in there, won't there? She has yeah. been fun to do. and We have been all around the country with her, haven't we? We have. And and she has been, we, we, we played quite a few theatres, haven't we, um, with her. Um, and it was quite interesting for me transferring it to radio, really, because yeah. obviously before I've been playing it in a big, big spaces. Um, and you wrote it for big spaces. So um, it, it's been quite interesting finding a slightly different level for her. And also trying to, uh, you know, create other characters which which actually the, the listener won't have heard yet but tr- creating those really in the in in the radio um environment mm. um has been quite interesting and quite a challenge hasn't it but people have loved it haven't they people have loved the show when we've been playing it in theaters i mean uh well they have i just hope they like what we've done with it here we will find out we will find we? out we will, find, we will we, find out what i love about it is that she is about as different to lillian bellamy yes as you can get so it's yes. This is sort of somebody that we must put one of the pictures of you just as Dorothy on yes. the, um, yes. along with the show because yeah you do not look like Lillian Bellamy no. when you're dressed up as Dorothy no you and that really, and that really of course don't. is the being the joy of it Janie yeah. when you wrote her for me because um, you know it's so different I mean, obviously I've been playing Lillian for twenty odd years now and uh, and I love her but it was lovely to get my head inside a, a completely different different character and also because I come from the north. I, mm. I understood those women in a way. You know, it's been mm. quite fun to explore her. Um, and, uh, 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 yeah, just get inside inside the, the, her head. Um, and, of course, on stage, I've got the advantage of, of, of having my wig and the costume and so on and so forth. Again, transferring it to radio, you're trying to inform or create that mm. vision just through, through, through the voice. So, anyway, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that people will love her out there as much as we love her and as much as the audiences have loved her yeah. um, when we played in theatre. When we played her in theatre. Well, that's mm. you know, let's see, let's see what happens. Um, mm. but yeah, so she's she's not very happy about those hot tubs, though, is she? She isn't, is she? She'd have a lot to say, wouldn't she, about those hot tubs in in Ambridge? You have, know. You, have you ever had a, been tempted by a hot tub, Sunny? I have been in a hot tub, yeah. But have you been um, tempted to put one in your garden? No. Have you? No. No, the foxes have been in and out of it. So the pigeons, it would just be a sort of general swimming pool for the wildlife. Yes, yes. Um, I have been in one. Where where have you been in one? Well, it, it, it was a, a mutual friend of ours, actually, um, uh, many, many years ago. Um, I possibly won't, I mean, uh, yeah, mutual friend anyway. And um, yeah, it, it was quite fun. I, 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 it seems a bit of a palaver. That's a good word, mm. isn't it? A palaver. It's all that sort of, you know, getting undressed, getting in your speedos as in mixed case of course <laughs> in the arches um and uh yeah it's it's i know it's supposed to have the effect of being really relaxing isn't it out in the open air but i'm not sure it does it for me terribly much really no i don't like the hot doesn't go well with hot flushes and the ones that i've been in you know we stayed in an airbnb once that had one but mm. i was like i don't know who's been in it before and i don't know if they've whittled in it so i know uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I'm never, I'm never keen on, on bathing in somebody else's bodily fluids. Really. No, so, I totally get. I often feel that if I go into a jacuzzi or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think what's been going on in here before I've got in. You know. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. It, it's not a nice thought, isn't it? I, it's not. 
I don't mind. I quite like um, I think be steam room. Yes, yes, and or a sauna. Yeah, don't mind yeah. a sauna. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and I guess there's probably just as much unsavoury stuff flying around in there. But somehow you're not sitting in it. It's sitting in it. It's like sort of going to somebody's house and they ran a bath a week or so ago, and various people have been in and out of it and yeah. sitting in their bath, isn't it? Yes, it seems a bit Absolutely. unhygienic to me. It does, but I think a lot of people, it seems to me, that do use hot tubs do mm. enjoy knocking back the old vino as well. So probably, if you have enough vino or whatever is your tipple, you don't care who's been in the in the hot tub previously, oh, do I you? Oh, I see. So is that a secret to it? Well, have I few, think it have could a few be. drinks first. I think it really could be, you know. And of course, I suppose you could always, couldn't you, take your your biscuits or your chocolates into the hot tub and you'd get your crumbs in there. I mean, all sorts oh. of extraordinary things. Oh, God, you know. no. And it's, it's yes, I don't know, climactically as well. We're I'm not sorry. Really, is climactically a word? I, hope, I just hope I'm nobody's not sure been climactic is. in a hot tub. <laughs> what? What are you on? But I, cli- I don't know what I'm on. Well, I dropped my microphone earlier. I think it's yeah. nothing to do with that. It hit me on the head. Um... Uh, yeah, but but our climate to me doesn't Oh, I see. To, do you see climate. what I'm trying to say? The climate. I, got climac- you. I think that's I thought, a good I word, you climactically. Were, I, th- I had that completely ass about face, so to speak. <laughs> oh, you thought so, I said climaxically. I thought you. I thought you were talking about people climaxing in a hot tub, oh, which so it was sorry. just then. I'd not even thought of that. That's even worse. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm very sorry about that. No, I wouldn't have lowered the tone thus far. I'm surprised <laughs> that you thought that I would have lowered it <laughs> so far. Uh, no, cl- it's to do with the, the climate. climate. The climate, you see. I'm with I, you. I'm not sure, yes, that it's quite the right climate. Um, although people would say, wouldn't they, if it's cold outside, you plunge in there and it's lovely and warm and the contrast between the air and, uh, and the people water. People say that, don't they? I, I've heard all of that before in my life. It's lovely once you're in. It's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> No, but, it really, but really even isn't. if it even if it is lovely once you're in, you've Jane, got to you've get, got to get out. out. I know, I know. <laughs> no, you know, no. no, not for me, not for me. Not, not no. ideal. No, not we've ideal. got a paddling pool in the garden for when the grandkids come over, and that'll do me. Well, of course, Lillian, Lillian's been in a few hot tubs actually oh, in I the archers over the years, uh, with that with that Matt chap. She, yes. she was that, yeah, so with that tiger. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were fun scenes to record actually, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think I will be installing one either. Actually, okay, all right. Obviously, if any hot tub manufacturers are listening and want to sponsor <laughs> us huge amounts of money, then we'll take a free hot tub and give it a try. But yes. um, yeah, well, moving on, moving yes. on from from hot tubs to noisy pubs, because one thing that we did while we were out was we went to see Angela Barnes, didn't we, in Oxford? We all met up. And God, she was brilliant, wasn't she? She was fantastic. Because the listeners, some of the listeners may remember that we, we she's a great Archers fan, isn't she? Yeah. And uh, she's been a, a wonderful guest um, in the last series. Um, so yes, so we went to see her uh, in Oxford and she was wonderful. She was so funny. So, was so, so funny. It was fantastic. And we, mm. we met up for um, a meal before the show, didn't we? Mm. In a pub. Mm. And I had actually specifically asked, I'd said... I can't always hear when a pub's noisy and it was a Friday night. Can we have mm. a quiet table? And we had a table with a bloody speaker right over the top of it, didn't we? Mm. Mm. Jeez. Mm. And, and this just, I know I've talked about hearing before. I had my hearing tested again a couple of weeks ago mm. Mm. and got the same old guff about how I've got some hearing loss, but it's only what should be expected at my age. And I said, is there any way, anything I can do so I can hear in a noisy pub or a noisy restaurant? And the answer is no. 
Is it just me, Sonny, or do you get this as well? Uh, exactly the same thing. Well, it was for mm. us when we met in Oxford, and and they had put us at a table at the <laughs> the yeah. back of the pub, but that's where the Blinking speaker was, yeah. and it was imp- it was impossible. And and we were with somebody who was a little younger than us as well, who had the same same issues. Let's face it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, no, it it's it's so intrusive, and I can't bear it. And in fact, the other night I went to a drinks do um b- before a show. It was a preview of a show, and there were a lot of people there, and I, it had exactly the same effect. I couldn't wait to get into the theatre yeah. because. It, it, it was just so intrusive and I couldn't focus quite on the person I was with because yeah. of this peripheral noise all the time. Um, no, it's it's not pleasant. And, and I'm, you know, even restaurants, I mean, that was a pub that we went in, but, you know, often you can be in restaurants now, can't you? And, it, and, and the same things happens. It's that intrusive sound. Um, so why, it's hard work. Why do they do it then? I mean, I, I think with some of the kind of lower end ones, the idea is they make it noisy so you don't linger, you eat your food and go, but... We've been in quite quite nice restaurants that are mm. still really really noisy, mm, mm, mm. and and there must be people of our age. There's a whole load of us mm. who perhaps don't go out as often as we would do, because we know if we go out with someone, we're not going to be able to hear a word they say. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, sorry, I went a bit squeaky there. Hang on. <clears throat> but it's it, it's and and it's the business of pumping sound out you know why have you got to have all this music being pumped out because you get that in restaurants as well don't you you do um and uh no it is extraordinary i suppose the idea is that you know it's like pumping up people's energy isn't it that you know they like the music it gets them going and all that but actually it's fine if you're at a Disco? Can I use that word? Disco? Is that something know. we use these days? I don't know. Um, love. I'm sure probably a club, perhaps. a club, a club, or a rave. A rave. A rave. Oh, listen, here, listen to me. Hark me. Um, a rave. Um, yeah, it's that kind of pumping atmosphere. Everybody, but you don't want it in a restaurant, do you? When you're trying to have a conversation, it's fine if you're dancing and just wanting to. Um, yes. No. It's, um, well, because what happens is that it's noisy, so everybody shouts a bit because they've got to shout over the noise, and then you've got an entire pub or restaurant of people shouting. Mm. I, is this just us listeners? Do you yeah. do you get just get, get up your goat as well? Is there some mm. is there some way that we can mm. tell I sound like Dorothy now, is there some mm. way that we can tell these people to mm. just turn the noise down a yes. bit? To alter or, their ways. Yes. A, if somebody opened up a restaurant that or a pub that advertised itself as somewhere that you could hear yourself speaking mm. That would be top of my list of places to go. I've never heard, mm. I don't think I've heard background music in the bull. No. Now that's a point. Has that bull upstairs probably? Well, yeah, because well, yeah, they've got music venue they've upstairs. They've got the music. But no, I think you're right. I don't think there is. I'm not mindful that I've heard that actually. Yeah. No. If only we could find Ambridge on if a map. We could go and drink at the bull. We could, and Kenton would be, you know, very welcoming because obviously since COVID, you know, they want to get the monetary return there. They do, you know, they do. Yeah, indeed. Speaking mm. speaking of Ambridge, as I just was, um, yes, I thought, yeah, we we thought didn't we? We might have a a little special of behind the barn door mm-hmm. questions that we'd like to know about Ambridge, mm. and here's a question. I'd like mm. to know about when you record it. Mm. When you're recording, mm. can you hear the background noises, like the cows and the dogs and the 
peacock if it's still alive um, and the cars and all the rest of it or do they go in afterwards after you've finished recording generally they go in afterwards so uh particularly with the archers because it's a very fast turnaround it's a fast recording so often they so you have to use your imagination yes often um i mean for instance i do remember some years ago lillian had to um dance with dear jack when he was alive you know peggy's jack her stepfather um and i do remember at the time we were supposed to be waltzing around and in that situation they did drop the music in behind us so that we could get the rhythm of it but it's rare because it's time consuming to do that really and also if you drop things in live and you fluff as an actor Uh, you've got to go right back to the beginning again yeah whereas if you just record something cold and you fluff that's fine you can just go back to the beginning of that line but if you've got background music of course the whole thing's got to be recorded again so that's another reason why things tend to be dropped in um afterwards yeah, that's uh, interesting. So that's the yeah background. So obviously uh, things on set, uh, so that you we have our spot person. We've talked yeah. about our spot person before. And in fact, we had Karen on, didn't we? Karen Carter in the very first series, who's a studio manager, talking about sound effects and how it all works from the technicians' um, perspective. But yeah, if if it's something that's um, happening on the floor, like I don't know, for instance, you're having a cup of tea or you're eating or something mm-hmm. like that, then the spot person y- you will hear them maybe sound of pouring the tea that will be happening live um but um yeah things like peacocks and cars and things like that um i mean you will hear for instance a car if as a character you arrive in the middle of another scene and there's got to be timing then so for instance you would hear the car quite faintly in the background on a speaker driving up and then you'd hear the car door closing and you know that's when you need to speak Ah, if you were but um yeah so in a situation like that um it, it, it because it's about timing really right for everybody but uh, generally it, it's it tends to be put on afterwards so it's only if it's needed for the timing of the scene mm. or or if it, you know if you're drinking tea or whatever then it'd be very difficult to put that in afterwards mm. the sort of mm. clinky of cups and so on mm. but That's everything else happens. so it must be quite yeah. interesting when you hear when you hear it back afterwards when you've mm. uh, when you've done it without all of that other because it's another dimension of sound isn't it when you've done yeah. it without that so it's very interesting to hear it back afterwards go and yeah. it's it, it, it's quite tricky you do have to use your imagination quite a lot because you know sometimes for instance it was with the bull upstairs i know we've had situations where you know uh, our lovely studio manager will who's twiddling all the knobs will say look there is going to be background music on this guy so you need to speak up oh. uh, so again you have to imagine it's a bit like what we're talking about now is yep. it background noise and pubs yep. and things like that Again, we have to think ourselves into that situation and what that feels like and what that does, how it affects our voice. So, yeah, there's a lot of imagination that has to, to go into it sometimes. Yeah. It's Mind you, if we'd, if we'd been in that pub that we were in in Oxford, we, you know, we would have been screaming, wouldn't we? Uh, I mean, you know, the studio manager would have been saying, sorry too much, but actually that is the reality. It's a shame. Of... It's a lovely pub. But when we yeah, came very, out... Oh, very nice. Yeah, they were, and the food was very good. It was nothing It was. It was delicious. Mm. But when we mm. came out... the the bliss and we came out onto a busy main road but the Mm. bliss of leaving that sound behind it was Mm. it was Mm. lovely wasn't it Mm. Mm. it was lovely Mm. and then Mm. we went and immersed ourselves in Angela Barnes her Mm. tour her show is called Hot Mess Mm. and it's touring around the country honestly go and see it if you Mm. if you get the chance because it is 
a very, very, very funny night it's out. It's very is, funny. She, is, she was great. And, she was um, terrific. The, the comedian that she had with her, she always brings somebody else with her. Was it James? James, uh, was it Ellis? Last name. James Ellis? Yes, I think it was. He was fabulous he too. Was fabulous. He was he yeah. was great fun. And and she did say that they were going to be putting more dates in, I think, towards I the end see, of the year. I can see they have. Have they done that already? They yeah. have. So, so, yeah. So go and look at her at Angela Barnes's website, the listeners, and mm. get along and see that show. It is great and she's terrific. Mm. She's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Um, and talking about shows actually just before we move on to anything else uh, one of the things that I saw just a few weeks ago um, was Ian McKellen uh, in Mother Goose playing Mother Goose and um, it was a most fabulous (laughs) fabulous we went to a matinee fabulous fabulous uh, afternoon Um, and John Bishop is in it as well but he's amazing uh, Ian McKellen Mm. he's he's 83 two shows a day I don't know how many costume changes he had Um, great admiration for him it wow. was it was it was a fun afternoon, yeah. So uh, I think it was because we we saw that in Oxford as well as Angela Barnes. So that's what reminded me. That's what oh reminded me, yeah, I of think. course you did. Of course you did. Yeah 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, another. And he's a big fan of the Archers as well, isn't he? He is a big account, fan of the Archers, as I understand he it. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, great fan of the Archers. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. So well, so, you know, I think maybe it's about time to wind up. Is yeah. it? Do you think what, it is? What's for dinner? Is it spag bol again tonight? Oh, oh, darling, you guessed. How did you guess? <laughs> it's not, is it? No, it's not, actually. I don't... Do you know, to be truthful, I don't know what it is going to be, actually, tonight. What about you? Well, have, have you got yourself sorted for yourself? Stir fry. Stir fry? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Can I come over to yours? That would be really nice. I tell you what, one of the things is, since COVID, I've gone off my food a bit, which is not a bad thing as far as I'm concerned, really. So I sort of tend to... We tend to be eating as we fancy later on, rather right. than pre-planning. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Um, but I'll tell you one of the things I might do though and I've been a bit inspired by Dorothy is I might go and flick a yellow duster about the place because I've got a few nooks and crannies which could do with a bit of with a bit of uh, feather dustering or what about you I might do a bit of waxing but I'll leave it at that (laughs) I think on that note I think we'll say ta-ra bye thanks for listening to our one stiletto in the grey podcast If you'd like to see behind-the-scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grave Podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at OneStiletto65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time!